It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The Brisbane Lions' double chance chances are intact despite a real scare last night from St Kilda whose season is effectively over with one week to go. Coming up, we hear from our AFL Nation experts and both coaches after a rather odd Friday night which was settled by Cam Rayner. Rayner with a chance to slam the door shut from the pocket. It's curling, it's curling! It's magnificent! Cam Rayner gives a big to the Saints fans as he just about finishes their season off. Rainer's fourth goal was certainly a beauty and it meant the Lions would go on to post their 15th win of the season to move provisionally to second spot. But it wasn't without some issues along the way in what was a heavily contested low free kick clash. And it certainly was an odd start to Friday night footy with the Lions dominating the contest and therefore field position in the first quarter. Well, certainly for the first part of that opening term, but they completely lacked the polish and a round goal you'd expect. The Saints couldn't find a way out of defence. The Lions couldn't find a way through the goals, with probably seven or eight early shots only producing two goals too. The highlight coming from a Charlie Cameron high mark and goal. In between all of that, Jack Higgins managed one long-range goal on the counter-attack, and they stayed in the game. It was to be a theme of much of the night. And eventually, Steele, Ross and Crouch started to get their share of the ball and some momentum for the Saints at last. Membry and Wood snapped successfully, and somehow they found themselves in front although they'd lost Webster already to a hamstring, replaced by Zach Jones as the Medi sub. A hipwood goal after the siren at least restored the Lions' lead after a scrappy opening quarter, which strangely only had two free kicks awarded for the entire term. And the second quarter was largely a replica of the first, with Brisbane controlling much of the game out of the middle, winning set of clearance and playing it in their forward half without converting in the manner you'd expect. It seems the Saints were happy to play a slow possession game to reduce the danger possessed by the Brisbane side and their scoring abilities. But as a result, they moved the ball painfully, slowly out of defence. However, Mason Wood's nice long goal kept them in the game, but barely at the half. The third term shaped as more of the same, but after an early Saints goal, Cam Rayner seemed to put the game under the Lions' control as he flushed a magnificent shot from long range. But the Saints kept at it, and after Mason Wood manufactured a third goal, suddenly they had growing belief, and that had created real momentum and even some flow with the ball and quicker movement out of defence. Wood, in fact, was having the game of his St Kilda life, and with his fourth goal, he actually put the Saints in front. But then King twice and Membry once blew relatively simple shots they could easily have converted. They could well have been 20 points or more up, but still they're in front by five after kicking five goals five to one goal two in the third term. Into the last quarter, the Saints had the early running. They'd made it 10 inside 50s in a row, but hadn't added another major 
on either side of the break. The leaders looked to lift for the Lions and they were still dangerous when they found space. But it was Rayner who broke the shackles. Two smart goals to put them in front and seemingly in command. It was his third for the night. And then King and Membry missed again. The Saints still had chances. Windhager also failed to convert a more difficult one after some great run off Neil. So really, after hitting the front, the Saints kicked seven behinds in a row. Only one of those were rushed. And that was a real problem. And it was Cam Rayner and his gorgeous curling set shot from the pocket for his fourth goal of the night, which saw the Lions home and hosed. The Saints had managed seven behinds in a row, so that was a real issue for them. Rayner's four goal, enough to give him best on ground honours. Rich 26 disposals and McCluggage 24 along with a goal. He was also influential. For St Kilda, Wood with four goals. Ross with 32 touches. Brad Crouch, 25 touches. Eight tackles and high pressure, but he's looking at a suspension for a high late bump on Darcy Gardner. There was plenty of angst and aggro around the ball for much of the night, mostly on the back of the Windhager and his tag of Neil, and Zach Jones was never too far away from trouble. Neil was kept to 16 disposals, although he still had some important touches. Max King's five behinds will leave big questions over his kicking technique going forward, but there's plenty of issues for the Saints in the off-season as they try to determine exactly where they're at. Only a miracle that other results over the weekend will see them having a shot at September action in the final round. It looks like they'll finish the year at 3-8 and eight in the back half after their hot 8-3 start in the first half of the season. So let's hear from our AFL Nation experts, Jared Healy, and Nathan Jones. Well, neither side really impressive tonight. Uh, the Lions found a, a gear when they needed to, but uh, they were uh, really only in a position to win because St Kilda just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Max King was the, uh, the main culprit, but there were others. But they created enough opportunities to win in that last quarter, St Kilda, and they now uh, will miss the finals. And I think probably it's going to uh, be the right result for the Saints. If they made the finals, it would be really by default. They're not playing good enough football to play finals and uh, they need to go away and just uh, assess exactly where they're at with this group of players and the coach and how they're going to play and uh, who they're going to recruit, etc. Because this brand of football is going to take them uh, not that far. And Brisbane, well, they had moments and they had uh, flashy pieces of play. Their first quarter was really good except when they went inside forward 50 and they just butchered the ball. Then, but, but ultimately, as good sides do, when they needed to find a way to win, they found it mainly through centre bounce clearance and their domination through there. But it was a struggle right from the word go, Jonesy. Yeah, the Saints would be ruining that final quarter. They had all the play for more than half of it. Plenty of opportunities. Frustrating end to what was a promising start to the season. And uh, there's plenty to digest and plenty to work through for them because... I think I tend to agree I'm in the camp that I don't think the football they play is sustainable to take them right up the top of the ladder to challenge the best sides. And there'll be some work to do, both list and game style, that they'll have to work through over the summer. And they'd want to finish off the season on as positive note as possible. But for the Lions, it's they just had to get the job done. They did. And it, it wasn't pretty, but albeit not too convincing either. Yep. You know, I, I look at that and think, can they challenge the likes of Geelong and Melbourne, Sydney, Collingwood with, with the way they perform tonight? And uh, I'm not 100% sure, but all they've got to do is be in the hunt and in the running and, and ticking off a win tonight and then be in the hunt for a top four spot next week is all they can 
their fans and the, the club can ask them to do. And the rest is history, really. It's uh, They've just got to continue to try and improve and sharpen up and, and be at their best, fit and healthy, and uh, and they'll be in with a shot. They're the words of Nathan Jones and Jared Healy. Now it's time for the winning coach, Chris Fagan. The Lions weren't perfect, but they're in second spot for now, and they play Melbourne next week with a win likely to see them claim that double chance and into finals action. Yeah, oh, really pleasing. Um, I must admit, I was a little bit worried about the five-day break. It's not, you know, it doesn't happen all that often anymore. It did a couple of years ago, but um, you know, off a pretty tough game last week. It was a and to travel. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic effort. And then to get behind and find a way in the last quarter to to win the game, I thought that showed plenty of character by our group. Having said that, I, it's a game that could have gone either way tonight. You know. I thought we dominated the first half and didn't have the scoreboard ascendancy that we should have because we had a lot of shots and they went out in the full or dropped short. And then St Kilda had the ascendancy for a fair bit of the second half. So, um, yeah, could have gone either way, but fortunately it went our way. Cameron's performance in that final quarter, is it one of the best games he's played for the club? Or? Oh, it's probably the best. Um, you know, he's been building... Uh, I thought he was ready to do that last year, and then he did his knee, of course, um, very before the season even started. So, uh, just so pleased for him with all the work that he's put in and the faith that we have in him that he, he repaid a bit of that tonight. So, uh, an exciting performance. Chris Lockie famous for getting 25, 30, 35 touches while being tagged. Wind Hager held him to 16 odd tonight. Do you anticipate that, and what do you make of that sort of performance? Yeah, well, we, we felt that uh, he would get tagged by, by Wind Hager. Um, and he did a good job. But I, what I liked about Lockie is he, he never stopped having a crack and, and uh, uh, he did a lot of selfless stuff for his teammates tonight around stoppages that probably don't get him a stat but make us better. So I, play, I thought he played a really selfless team role tonight and I was really pleased about that. Um, it, was, it was interesting how he was tagged. I'll just say that. It was interesting how he was tagged, that, you know, that, that he was blocked off the ball and various other things... It, during the night, but um, I guess that's the way it goes. He, he gets pretty rough treatment, I reckon. Is that something you see clarity from? Yeah. Oh, I'll probably, you know, like to have a look at the tape and and uh, see what it looks like. Um, I mean, I know it happens a lot, but players shouldn't get blocked from getting to the to the ball like he does. Is that what may have led to a few of those off the ball arm um, free kicks throughout the night? Oh, God, I didn't see those, so yeah. it's hard to comment on those. Um, I want all ball players to be looked after, not just the blokes in my team. You know, in the last quarter, they went inside seven times and scored four goals one. So if we could have actually defended a little bit better, we might not have had to you know, kick them through the goals. But, yeah, there was two aspects to it. Our, our inability to score the goals. Um, we created some good opportunities, but then also just from limited entries in the end, they scored and that hurt us as well. Do you sort of have to wrap your arm around Max after a night like time? He had quite the opportunities to really um, give you the ascendancy, but just unfortunately just couldn't get the job done. Yeah, it is part of um, the game and you look through... You know, great forwards that have played the game. They've they've had a night where they haven't scored like they wanted to. The the pleasing part that we know about Max at our footy club is, you know, Tuesday was a day off for the players, and who was at Marvel Stadium for an hour and a half having goalkeeping practice. Um, every day that we're at the footy club or not at the footy club, he's there 
um, having extra goal kicking and, and really rehearsing and fine tuning his game um, to make sure that you know he gets the opportunity to score on game day. And so he's doing a power of work. And what I do know is, I want Max King in my corner, and he'll be he'll be at our footy club for ten years. And when we look back, we'll be saying what a you know great player he is and what he's done. And tonight he had a night where it didn't work for him. Um, he did everything right bar the finish. And for great forwards, that's happened in the game. He's 21 years of age. Um, you know, we love what he brings to the footy club, and he's developing. But we know he's doing the work. And sometimes you don't get the reward all the time. But he'll keep doing that, and you, you watch. He'll, he'll he'll turn around. So at the moment, is it just, I guess, inability just to deal with, I guess, high-pressure moments? Is that, is that one, probably the one thing that's just kind of holding him back at the moment? I wouldn't say high pressure. I think sometimes it's, you know, the, the, goal kicking has got so many elements to it. It's the technical aspect, the mental aspect, the fatigue, you know. It can be, you know, what part of the ground. People score from different parts and score easier when the ball is on the right side versus the left, you know. So, you know, there's just different elements to it. But I wouldn't say it's high pressure. Um, I, I want to I go to war with Max because um, he delivers and he will deliver, yeah. Are you open to him receiving external help? I remember Matthew Lloyd, I think it was last year, was, was going to come and help him, but then the club, they said, would rather keep it internal. Are you open to him seeking other people outside the club to help him if, if that's what it takes? He won't be seeing anybody outside the club. He doesn't need to. We've got people with the skill set to keep working there. And as I said to you, it's not just all about the technical aspect. There's a, there's a mental aspect to it as well. So with goal kicking, it's a closed skill and there's different elements to it. So it's not just we bring somebody in and they you know, fix up the hand drop or anything like that. He hasn't got many flaws, but you know sometimes it can go against him. Another disappointing night on what has ultimately been a disappointing season for Brett Ratton. If you want to hear all the action and relive some of the glory, let's hear the match highlights as we called it on AFL Nation. McInerney loose hand pass, so it takes a turn. Higgins kicks from centre-half forward and he'll belts it through for a goal. So he'll pump the lines inside the 50. Hipwood and Cameron. Cameron oh. flew in the middle of the pack. Took a spectacular mark. He comes to 40 metres out, nurses the drop, pumps through for a goal. But they're storming out of the middle. Great connection with McCluggage. A bounce, gets himself to 55 and pumps it home. Windhager received, curled it into the pocket and Membry hangs on. Needs to add to his over 250 goals and by the skin of his teeth, he curls it around the post. Gathered by Owens, who extricated himself into a full run, had a bounce, gave it to Wood. The goal front is his and he fires it straight through from 40. And they hit the fronts as a result. Fired the handball, quick spot to McCluggage. Turned straight to goal and delivered to Hipwood at full stretch. So Hipwood get the Lions the lead after the siren. Curious opening term. And that's a much better strike at goal from Eric Hipwood. There's the kick into the pocket for Danaher to fly at some with strong hands. Danaher comes around the corner from the boundary. And he does it rather perfectly. And now on the curl, it's Neil, it's a wobbly ball. Top of the square, brilliantly handled by McCarthy. 25 to 30 metres out, should put it through and does. Wobbly ball, didn't finish it, Charlie will. Oh no, he poked it instead to Hipwood, he'll recover. They're all out of kilter, the Saints. And Hipwood can stride into goal for his second. 
Eric Hipwood watches the seconds tick down. He thrashes it from 60. Got it to the line. Where it is marked. It's marked by McStay. McStay dobs it for his first and stretches the Lions lead to 26 points. Cut off by Jones to Ross, sideways to Woods. Stutters in, drops it onto the left. Wood puts the lock into it and clears the line. Hackenini was there reaching up to no avail. Might as well go there, now he goes short to Higgins. Not a bad play. Will he give, will he give? Oh, now it's 50 as Higgins puts it through for a goal. Out in front of Lyons, who gives it up to Rayner on the run from 55. He unloads superbly! Finally a moment of inspiration. Rich pumps it in on the broadcast side, lean at front position, knocked away by Hitwood. Wood underneath, carved a path through, takes the shot on the run, and he wobbled oh it through for a goal! It was not attractive in flight, but it was ruthlessly efficient for his third goal. He centres instead oh, to no. Wanganeen Miller, who's got a man in the goal square, and Membry had to leave the area at the top of the goal mouth, but he does take the mark at very close range. What sort of roar can they muster as Tim Membry puts them within 10 points? Are you ready? Are you set? Go! Seven and a half out of ten for the St Kilda fans. Short pass was good from Jones. And Membry now for the pocket. Saints fans hold their breath. It's close. It's through. And he raises his arms. And it's a three-point ball game. Gave it away to Butler. Kick for Wood. Suddenly a bit of dare in the Saints play. Having the game of his St Kilda line. Mason Wood to put them in front. He does. Four for Wood. Five for the turn for St Kilda. It's more rugby style. McInerney fashioned to kick forward. Leader got pushed off balance by Hipwood. Allowed him access to the footy in the direction of a mixed day. No mark. Wobbles in the direction of Rayner. who knew his way around the pressure. And coolly and calmly kicked a terrific goal. His second. And the Brisbane Lions reclaim the lead on Friday night football. Quick kick up in the Hipwood direction. It bounced over the top of him. Knocked away from Danaher. Hipwood got it. Rayner again. Two and 30 seconds for Rayner, who's played a pivotal role in separating the game. Neil is onto it, kicks it out in front of Danaher. This will work. Danaher tracks the ball back to the teeth of goal, gathers and dribbles at home. Ends up sitting on the fence with a beautiful view. Joe Danaher makes it a two-goal game. Hand pass out the side to Berry, gives it back to Coleman, 53 out. Caresses his kick into the pocket, Rayner. Slides to Mark. Rayner with a chance to slam the door shut from the pocket. It's curling, it's curling. It's magnificent. Cam Rayner gives a big shh to the Saints fans as he just about finishes their season off. Being told to clear the area with the longest kick that he can muster. Answorth does just that to a pack up near the wing. Ball loose underfoot, Jones wriggles clear. That's time. The Lions dodge disaster. They keep their top four chances afloat. And for all intents and purposes, they finish off St Kilda in 2022. Brisbane by 15 points. Oh, we will always fight for
So the Lions home and in second spot as we head into the rest of the weekend. Don't forget to tune into Crunch Time for way more analysis and all the AFL action over the weekend in round 22 on AFL Nation. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.